Yo. Yo. What up, what up? What up, what up? I'm Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony. And this is Digger and Two Guns News and Views. You can hear me clear, right? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me clear? Yes, sir. My mic sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> word, word. So, um, it's the Christmas show, so. How many days before Christmas? Two? Two days. Well, one tomorrow, and then it's Christmas. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve, that's right. Yeah. So, recently you had a visit to South Carolina. Let's talk about that real fast. Yeah. I, you know, I had to come down for death in the family. Right. <clears throat> you know, and I made, uh, I got to, you know, I got to chill out for a little bit while I was down there. Word, word, word. You know? So, like, how much have shit changed since you've left that? You know, it's a real question. Shit. It's it's almost amazing. You know what I mean? It's like I just did some Back to the Future shit, you know? Right, 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 right. I actually, but instead of 50, it, it almost looked like it changed 50 years worth of shit, to be honest with you. Word, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? one... One of the things that, you know, about where we live, well, I live at, that Two Gun used to live at, is Somerville is an expanding area because we have, um, what's it called out there? We have the Boeing plant out here. Mm-hmm. We have BMW, um, Mercedes, and Volvo, and Boeing. Mm-hmm. Boeing. So Fruit we have all these plants here, and within a 15-year span. Fruit of the Moon. Oh, Fruit of the Looms down here, Google's down here, Amazon's down here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much shit that came in 15 years that this area is forever expanding. The one thing I can say, though, is even though it looks so different, it's not something I'm not common with seeing. Exactly, because you live in a metro area. Yeah, so it looks more like, uh, like a Jersey town. Right, 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 right. You know, it's like a lot of trees everywhere, but it's a lot of things just placed. You know what I mean? Industrial area, yeah. Yeah, but it's not metropolitan at all. Like it's, it still functions as a town, but it's just a whole lot more lights. You know, so, so every place has something now. Before you used to go ride down a road or certain parts of the highway, and it's just still darkness. Now everywhere has something. You know what I mean? It's more illuminated than before. That's what I could say. Right. So, um, what was I about to say? And a lot of it is food, too. Like, people really down there eating, because it's a lot of fucking food places. So, um, one of the things that we actually got to do is we actually got to sit back and kick it. Like, you know, you got to say, me and Two Gun, even though we do a show for the like last two and a half years, we haven't physically seen each other in since high school. No, no, after high school. Yeah. We were still young, though, like 21, 22. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah, so, um, like, we haven't seen each other for... And, and it's so funny because even with all the time passed, it's like we didn't even lose a step. And the funny part is we didn't kick it in high school like that. That's true. You know, it's just... It wasn't nothing that was planned. It was just, you know... Everybody, you know, high school is one of those places where you have friends you grew up with, 
and then I came late. I came in the tenth grade. You know what right. I mean? So it was almost like I was just meeting people in high school who already been knowing each other for fifteen years, type shit. Right, and it's so funny because even though Two Gun and I, you know, we kicked it in passing or kicked it in class. I never knew that he lived as close as he did to me in high school, you know. That's because I only lived there for six months in high school. I the rest of the that. time I was in College Park. So okay, that's that makes sense now. Part. That's kind of what it was. You usually kick it who's who's in your neighborhood. Right. But by the time you're in 12th grade, you know, you're pretty much driving and shit, so you're not really in the neighborhood doing too much. You know what I mean? Right, right. That makes sense. Ain't doing too much basketball and sneaking around type shit. You kind of roam in the streets. <laughs> Word. Also, you know, with this being one of the Christmas episodes, well, one of the last episodes before Christmas, Two Gun actually gave me one of the best presents I can ever get. Unintentionally. Because I told him I was taking it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we went to, you know, his mom's house, whatever, whatnot, right? And Two Gun has his old room still in place from high school. Like almost everything was in place, so he had this box of magazines, and there was certain issues of Double XL that I was missing from being in the army, and you know, just basically getting my footing as a man. You know, I put magazine, you know, put buying magazines to the side until I got you know financially stable and able. And it just so happens that every magazine in that box happened to be the magazine that I was missing from Double XL, except for one. That's in a box somewhere. That's in a box somewhere. So, yeah. like, it, you know, without to be being... honest with you, whatever box that that magazine is in, it should either be the one on the bottom or one on the top. Because all the magazines was, I think, they should have been in order. They were. They were actually, yeah. yeah, all of them were in order. And the next magazine that was up actually was the Jaru issue that I'm yeah. missing. So that should either be on the very top or the very bottom, depending on how what kind of order it was in. All right, and for those who are listening, if you guys want to get me a gift, it's not too late. The Jaw Rule issue of Double XL, where he is holding the sledgehammer. What year is that? 2001. Okay. The year I was in the Army. Um, As a matter of fact, I did own that one when I was in basic training. But when I went to, um, in basic training, there's, you know, the first week you're just in a barrack waiting to be assigned, right? Uh Mm-hmm. So you can go to the PX, you can buy your magazines, you can do whatever you got to do, right? And I bought that magazine. I actually bought that magazine, and it was the one where Jay-Z got five mics and a source for the blueprint. Oh. I forget who was on the cover of that, but I do have a copy of that upstairs. But um, it was that magazine, and it was the um, one with John Rule holding the sledgehammer. And I remember that issue so well because, um, what's it called? What made me remember the issue is that's where they had an article with Jermaine Dupree, and Jermaine Dupree was just like, you know, talking bad about Dr. Dre and Eminem, you know, just saying, you know, I'm the best producer, and Timberland ain't got shit on me, Dre ain't got shit on me, and, you know, Dre has to sell millions with a white boy. And that's what started the beef on Eminem's, um, what is this name of that album? The Eminem shows, the song Say What You Say. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know where the beef stemmed from, it stemmed from that issue of um, Double XL. Jermaine Dupree might be a better R and B producer. I <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, not no hip hop though. Definitely not no hip hop. 
So Timberland could go either way. Oh no, Timberland was very versatile because Timberland could do pop, Timberland but, could do R and B, Timberland but, could do hip hop. But Timberland is still a better R and B producer because it just happened that the people who he produced was willing to rap on R and B beats. Those are R and B beats. Yeah, that's true. You know so what I mean? would you say no? Would you say um, nigga? What nigga? Who's an R and B beat? Yeah, I can see Missy on that. It was like you know, hip hop smoothed out on the R and B tip type shit. I would think it was more like the new New Jack Swing sound, since that's where he kind of came from. So I would technically think that was more R and B. Right, 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 right. Because right, right. New Jack Swing was really just. Uh, hip hopped out R&B if that makes sense no it does yeah <laughs> alright so like I said with this being a show right before Christmas what are your plans for Wednesday probably I don't know probably eat something might make something that's about it make some calls yeah that's about it what I do every Christmas is I make phone calls like I really don't spend time with family <clears throat> Because, you know, after you get a certain age, you know, you can go by your parents' house. And going by my parents' house, they don't really celebrate Christmas that often either because, you know, all the kids are out of state with the exception of me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll come by their house. My dad's nine times out of ten watching the first 48. So He'll probably be watching the game on Christmas. No, he doesn't watch the game. He watches the first 48. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's on TV. If the first 48's on, that's on at his house. Okay. So he'll probably watch the first 48. My mom's normally laying down in the bed. You know, I'll sit at the foot of her bed for a little bit and talk to her. Then I'll go in the den where my dad is, where he's watching first 48, sit with him for about 30 minutes, and I leave. Yeah, when it comes to Christmas, man, I really don't do anything. Drop drop the gifts off to my kid's house, and that's that. Yeah. Pretty I much that. I learned that after you, you know, for, well, fathers, that is. I can't speak on the mothers because mother, mothers nine times out of ten have the kids. But for a father who isn't in the household, you just drop, the, you know, gifts off at the kids, stay ten minutes there, and you go home. <laughs> like, Christmas is, Christmas is over at that point. Like, I don't do shit. I don't do much. That's why I always say, you know, one of the things that I've always wanted was like the whole family aspect where you could just sit there and, you know, do what you got to do and so on and so on and so on. Yeah. So it is what it is, though. So in Jersey, see, when I was in Jersey, we pretty much used to have a party. Nah, you know what's funny, though? When I was in Jersey, I stayed every single Christmas for four years. Well, I spent four Christmases there, three years there, right? Mm-hmm. Every single year for Christmas, I stayed at a hotel. Really? I was in a hotel. Yeah, you should have been. You should have been coming to hang with me. You would have had the time of your life. It's too late for that now, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that I want to talk about is, you know, when you did come back home, and you know, you saw how the mall looked, and this, that, and the third, right? Hmm. You know what's so weird, though? What? The gentrification of our area even changed the mall. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what's the weirdest thing about the mall? And I don't know whether it's just because we I didn't go on one wing of the mall. I didn't see one 
music store. Oh, there isn't one. Yeah, that's 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 kind of weird. No, there isn't a music store at all. Every mall that I've been to in the past, what's it called, five years outside of Charleston, has a music store. Charleston yeah. does. Charleston doesn't have one. It's they at least have an FYE. Right. You know. Oh no, they shut our FYE down. I'm not certain if you remember. Remember when we walked, um, where we went to that urban store looking for um a Gamecocks hat where mm-hmm. Arabs were. Mm-hmm. And um, across there used to be Fye. Mm-hmm. It's not there anymore. I think it's yeah. like some Christian card shop now. And then back in the day, it used to be where uh, where the um, where um, what the call store is now the um, AT and T store. Yeah, it used to be right where um, where the AT and T store is now. And let me tell you something about Fye, dog. Fye used to have. UCDs for like three dollars. Yeah, and you could always find something that was just in print, but it was all just was never bought. Yeah, like the original print or something. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think the best find that I've ever found there was remember when Lloyd Banks released The Hunger for More, the original mm-hmm. bonus um edition, where it was printed on a money paper and it had Lloyd Banks' face, you know? Yeah, you know, as the interface of a dollar. I found that shit for two fifty. Wow! And the only reason why it's two fifty is because I had my mall discount. I think it was like five dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And with your mall discount, it made the CDs half. I bought that shit for two fifty, and I ended up having three copies of that, and I sold one on eBay for sixty dollars. That's what's up. So, I think that's one time where you know I was. Coming back home from South Carolina, I said, like, "Yo, I need a quick come up," and I had that CD in the car. I said, Let me "I just want to know who the fuck want to pay sixty dollars for that shit." Somebody in Pennsylvania, man. <laughs> it, somebody... it was all right. It wasn't no sixty dollar album. I tell you I, that. No, but I think just for the fact that it was a collector's edition is yeah. That's why somebody paid for it. Yeah, like collect dust. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, Lloyd Banks. Yeah, I'm just saying something I'm going to back to check for. I mean, I check back for it. I might like one song. So, but um, oh god, I I was bringing a story about the mall. I just can't. Oh, gentrification. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think one of the biggest things about you know the whole gentrification thing, especially when it hits the mall, is you know. You got bigger stores like that aren't anchor stores. Mm-hmm. Like H and M takes up a great chunk of the mall, mm-hmm. and then you have three express stores. I didn't. Even, where was H and M on the side we didn't go to? Um, no, it was on the side we went to. All right, okay. it, it was on the corner where um J B Robinson used to be, and it stretches all the way to where the old Foot Locker used to be. Oh, okay. So, like, um, back in the day. There used to be a Burger King in Northwoods Mall, believe it or not. You remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. across from an Eckerd. Exactly. Oh, yeah. There used, <laughs> to be an Eck- there used to be an Eckerd in Northwoods Mall. Mm-hmm. But um, H&M is, has so much real estate in um, Northwoods Mall, it's not even funny. Like, this is how long the store is. You can pass by three stores on the right-hand side, and you haven't even got halfway down the whole H&M. Yeah, that's how H and M's are when they're malls. They 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 pretty big. They're huge, and and the bad part about it is I've never even set foot in one, mm. at all. 
I mean, you ain't missing nothing. So, and one thing about, like, even with your mom's neighborhood, you hear how quiet it is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because people are owning their houses and then renting them out. And they're renting them to, like, the elderly. It's so fucking weird. Mm. Like, you've seen my neighborhood, right? Yeah. I am the youngest person in my neighborhood. And I'm 37. It's like a little retirement yeah, area. Myself. I live in a geriatric neighborhood, as I like to call it. Oh, wow. Like, nobody bothers nobody. It's quiet as hell. But, um, shoot. Guys, I'm going to tell y'all like this. I don't drink. And I had a shot with, um, what's it called? With some of my coworkers today. Well, a couple shots. I'm not going to sit there and say a shot. <laughs> you change that real quick. I had a few shots with my coworkers. So, you know, like, I'm losing my train of thought. It's not intentional, but um, oh, oh really? You a little, you a little tipsy, huh? Just, just, just about. Okay. So, it's weird, man. And I'm arguing with somebody on IG right now. About? No, it's just um, what's it called? Somebody made me their man crush Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this female's in my inbox, just like you know. I hope she makes you happy and love you with her all. What the fuck are you talking about, bitch? Excuse my language. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Somebody just made me the man crush Monday. They didn't, I didn't put my dick in their mouth. Wow. How does that feel? It's like a little celebrity status. Like, I mean, it feels like no other thing, but you know, me and this girl that's art, that I'm arguing with, we've never even had a full conversation. Well... Maybe she won. Where's she from? She's from Michigan. Oh, wow. Like, uh, what's it called, Michigan? Hold on. Let me go back to her page. Uh, oh, it just says born and raised in Michigan. It doesn't say where in Michigan. Probably some stick somewhere. I really need some Bojangles in my life. That shit was like a shot of heroin to my arm. Like, I be thinking about it in my sleep. I be looking, like, tasting it. See, that's why you shouldn't have came home, man. Yeah. Shout out to Bojangles. For those who don't know, man, South Carolina has the fattiest, nastiest, greasiest (laughs) food of all time. Most delicious. Like, I just was making it my point to eat some shit I'm not supposed to be eating just because I was there. Word. Like, like we went, we went, we went and got some uh, sushi, sushi and then ended up getting some chili dogs, some Hardies in the same breath. Washed the shit down with a cheer wine. You washed <laughs> it down with a cheer wine. Yeah, I did. Don't have my damn doctors listen. Have me listening to the show, but like, uh, uh-uh. damn sure did. And the chili dog was stupendous. I must say, for those who never had a Hardy's chili dog. You guys are really missing out because my fucking chili dogs that I got from um, Dairy Queen were fucking whack. Oh, and then I got a chili dog from the Marathon, which used to, used to be Big T's Oasis. It was phenomenal. Yes. It had the, my mother saw it and was like, oh, why are you eating a chili dog? You just had to get one. Cut me a piece. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, that's one thing that my mom always said that I hated. What's that? I would say, mom, do you want something to eat? No, it's fine. I'm good. I'm not hungry. 
But the moment you get food, mm. Mm, tear me off a piece of that. What? That's what she said. She was like, "Why you getting um? Why you had to get a hot dog from uh?" Then she said, "Why did you have to get a hot dog?" And you just something I forgot how she said it, but she said you always getting something. And when we get to the house, I pop it open. She was like, "Yeah, you shouldn't really be eating that. That you know that's real salty." Then she's like, "Yo, cut me a piece." And she's like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> I see yeah. why you got it." <laughs> No, it's, you know, it's like it's like a nostalgia thing. Um, and, and let me let me describe to them how it went down. All right, right, go ahead. You know, they got a little, they got like a little bun steamer. The bun comes in a plastic, yeah, you know, thing. The hot dogs in there cooked and steaming too, but the chili is sitting inside a fucking crock pot. Yeah. And you know the onions and shit are chopped up. You just sit there and make it yourself. Get the chili out the crock pot, close it down, and you're gone. But it's like you just don't really see shit like that anywhere else. You know what right. I mean? Oh, let like, me let me tell you how to make the perfect gas station hot dog. Perfect gas station hot dog is you have to go to the gas stations that has the nacho cheese. Yeah, the ones that have the nacho cheese. Those are the best ones. So, guys, listen here. I'm about to peep you up on some game. So, when you go um, select your gas station hot dog, the first thing you want to do is you want to get your bun, right? You want to lay down about three or four jalapenos from the nacho stand. Well, the nacho part, right? So, you want to grab the hot dog that's in the middle. You don't want to grab the one in the front because it doesn't heat as properly because you got people walking by and it's blowing wind. You know what I mean? You don't want the one in the back because those overcook because, you know... Them the... bitches been there the longest. <laughs> those are the ones that are overcooked. So you... Bro, them niggas been there since the morning. Exactly. You want to grab the one that's <laughs> directly in the middle. I, I have a preference. I grab the one to the left. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think it's because most people are right-handed. Mm-hmm. I grab the one to the left because... See, I, I I like to go to the middle, but I like to find the one in the middle that's a little darker than the rest, cause so I know it's like properly heated. Right. You know what I mean? It's been sitting there long enough to like ain't no bacteria on it, or you know what I'm saying? Right. But so, it's not dry. It's still got some life to it. A lot of life. Now. You know, the homeboy done marinated. He done caught juice off other hot dogs and all that. Now, <laughs> after you grab after you grab your hot dog, you're gonna want to put chili on one side, right? Mm. The same side that you put the chili on, you want to go and put the onions on that same side, right? On the other side of the hot dog, you're going to want to put nacho cheese there. Alright? So you're going to have somebody making a real mess. No, 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 no. You, you got to know how to do this, man. Like, a lot of people, they just like glob it on there. No, you got to do that smooth slide. I, it's kind of hard to yeah, explain. Yeah, but you got to remember, if you got one of them old school styrofoam containers, you can't put it on the side. You got to put one on the bottom. Of no, that no, no, no. Not on the not on the side side. I'm talking about no, on, I the mean, side. on the side. Yeah. Yeah, on, on, the bun. on the bun, but you know, this side of the yeah. bun has the chili and onions. And this nah, side I just has... top and bottom. I top and bottom. Oh, word, word. And that side yeah. has the cheese. Now, don't eat it right away. Let that shit marinate. You gotta let that shit sit for like 10 minutes. You already know. I'm gonna say, let that shit marinate for about, you know, 10 minutes, you know? Yeah, let, let that motherfucker get real room temperature. Now, I like walking around the store, grabbing a drink and seeing, you know, what kind of magazines and stuff is in there. Not them booty magazines, because 
I know what y'all thinking. Gas Station has a bunch of those nasty magazines. Get your mind out the gutter. There's a lot of um, Star Magazine. There's the Parade Magazine. Uh, what else? You know, Reader's Digest. High, <laughs> Reader's Digest. High Society. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that, but then I just like, let me go ahead and switch. So, let, let, <laughs> celebrity flu. Let it marinate, right? So now it's steaming in this little either paper box container or styrofoam container, and right now all the all the ingredients are simmering together. You know what I mean? Styrofoam containers are the best because they don't have room to dance around and get sloppy. Exactly. Everything stays right there. Exactly. And now. What you want to do to what you want to get to complement this, depending on your palate. Most people like, you know, a nice rich soda like Mountain Dew or, you know, an orange Fanta. Goddamn RC Cola. Me, I'm a Sprite Zero kind of guy. <laughs> the Sprite Zero sets that bitch off. Now Now let's think got some homemade sweet tea. Oh yeah. Well, I can't have the sweet tea. <laughs> Yeah, we well, you know. I don't know. Your mom tried to kill me when she offered me some sweet tea. <laughs> it wasn't sweet. Okay. But yeah, it was just But still. <laughs> so now, proper eating. You want to wait till you get to the first red light that you get. No matter where you're going, just take that bitch out at the red light, right? And you want to tilt your head at a 45 degree angle. You know, just to savor the hot dog. <laughs> Take the first. You gotta make sure them onions don't jump off. No, that's why you. That's why we put them on the side with the chili because the chili seems to hold it in for you. Yeah, but you know, like sometimes that first bite be a little. You don't know how it's gonna taste. You don't know how it's gonna bite. Shit, do a little falling. Right now, <laughs> for those who like relish and shit, man, that's up to you. I find relish disgusting, personally. Uh, yeah. If I wanted it's... sweet pickles, I'd buy sweet pickles. But I don't eat that bitch. So. Yeah, relish ain't for everybody. So I think more that's the older school cats. So here we go. Chili. Cheese. You know what I mean? And if you got time, stop by KFC and get a little thing of coleslaw and put that on the top. I forgot you like coleslaw, dude. Yeah. Uh, see, that's... I like see, don't get me wrong. Me and Two Gun, we get along. There's just some things that, you know... Two Gun is Two Gun, yeah. and I'm digging. <laughs> you ever tried it? No, I've never tried it, and I don't think I will. I think you would like it. Uh, yeah, it's like... It's, it's something different. It's, it's, it's monumental. So... I just gave you the tutorial of how to make a perfect gas station hot dog. This has been Cooking with Digger. <laughs> our our sponsors today are Bojangles. Bojangles. Circle K. Circle K. Who has the best gas station hot dogs. And if you're around a quick trip. Or uh, old school Philip 66. You know, last time I saw Philip sixty six dog. No, 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 no. Let me no. Let me tell the story. This is this is a story that everybody's got to hear. Last time I saw Philip sixty six, I was in Atlanta. Right, this was yeah. what in July. We went to Atlanta in July, yeah, because I had to speak at the uh, Martin Luther King Center. So, mm-hmm. me and my um coworker, um Shark, 
<laughs> we're sitting there walking down the street, and out of nowhere, there's like this gas station to the side because we had to get gas at the Sunoco because that's where we had a card from, right? Uh-huh. But the Sunoco gas pumps were down, so I told Shark, yo, man, we're going to go to the Phillips 66. I'm going to put $10 of my own cash in there, and then we're going to head down to the King Center, right? Dog, when I say that this Phillips 66 was the most racist, backwoods type shit, wow. you would have thought, somebody, thought somebody was going to play dueling, um, dueling banjos in the back. Now, when I <laughs> when I walked in, this guy looked like he hasn't seen a black person ever. Wow. So I said, I need 10 on one, right? This man takes my $10 bill, looks at it in the sky and says, is it real? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he looks at it and goes, so which way are you guys going? I said, we're going to the King Center. He said, how did I know? <laughs> wow. Like, it was the most uncomfortable, tense moment ever. And I was only in the store for about five minutes. Pumping gas and, you know, paying for gas. Because, you know, $10 don't take a lot to pump in. Nah, it took about 35 seconds. Nah, but the whole time that I was pumping gas in the van, this guy was outside looking at me sharpening a stick with a pocket knife. Wow. Like, like when I stand by me type shit. Like, when I say that this was the most stereotypical redneck that I've ever seen. Dog, like, you was he chewing tobacco? Um, no, he had um, what's it called in his mouth? What a huge wad of gum. Okay, so he used to chew tobacco, maybe he had his teeth, though. <laughs> hey, might have been false, you never know, it could have been dangerous, but word so. But that right there is the last time I went to a Phillips 66. I didn't even think those bitches were still around. Racist encounters at a Phillips 66. Sounds like a movie, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Not a good one either. Don't worry. Me and Two Gun, we're writing a screenplay. That's going to be on our agenda for 2020. Or we just got a, we got a star in it, written, directed, star. Nah, man. The screenplay that we're working on is The Hangover 5. <laughs> oh, wow. Nah, you're going to Vegas with us, so... Yeah, I'm not going to have too much of a hangover. Well, I don't drink, so... Yeah, maybe a little obviously. slight weed coma. Like I said, obviously today. I drank because, you know, everybody a father, father, this is going to be the last time we see each other all year, right? So it's just one of the things where, you know, we celebrated a good year. Everything, you know, went well as... Well, as well as it could be, so you know, you just celebrate. Kind of got peer pressure. Did you get peer pressure? I sure as hell did. There you go. So you know, everybody's like, you know, oh, Daniel don't drink. Bullshit. <laughs> and of course, you know, they put a shot in front of your face. Say, hey, look, don't make me waste my money over nothing. Fine, fuck mm-hmm. it. You know. Where, where, where did y'all go? Eight four three. Okay. Eight four three is the old Carrie Hilliards. Yeah, you showed me that. Yeah. So we went to 843 and that's it. It's a restaurant on Rivers Avenue, but I can't remember the name of it, but I passed it. Uh, Which one? True Q? No, it was from back in the day. It was like a Morrison's or Piccadilly or something. Oh, oh, shit, dog. Trying to think of all the restaurants that's on Rivers Avenue. 
It was before you got to Sam's. Um, oh, you know, the Sam's ain't there no more, dog. Yeah, well, you know that area. It's before you get there. Oh, I can't shit. Oh, C&W. <clears throat> nope. nope. It had a different name. What's... Maybe it was Carrie Hilliard's. No, Carrie Hilliard's. Is... Yeah, Carrie Hilliard's is where 843 was. Yeah, that's right before you got to um where um, Thing was. Sam, yeah, hey. that's Gary Hilliard. Yeah, that's right before you got the Sam's, yeah. And the K&W was uh, across from TJ Maxx. Oh, no, not no. we're not talking about the K&W. I'm talking about the C&W, the, um, Japan, um, the um, Chinese um, buffet place. Okay. Yeah, that's been there forever. I'm talking about the shit that used to be K&W, then it turned into like a, a club for a little bit. Yep. Yeah, then it turned into the Noisy Oyster. Okay. And now Noisy Oyster is True Q. Yeah, I passed by that too. So, but when you were back in South Carolina for the holidays for a little bit, is there something that you wanted to do that you didn't? (laughs) Other than bitches? Uh, No, not really. I didn't get to see as many people as I thought I would have been able to because of the time frame, but nah, I, I pretty much did it all. Word, word. You didn't hit Shoney's for breakfast. Right. Um, you know, that's about it. I didn't hit the flea market. I wanted to do that. Oh, yeah, you didn't do that. Yeah, that's about it. That's the only thing. But I'll be back soon. Word, word. Actually, yeah. man. I got to cut this show early tonight because I got to start wrapping these presents and I got to be at my ex-wife's house to deliver these bitches in the morning early. Okay. All right. So with this being the last show before Christmas, we're going to get a show in before the new year. Christmas wishes on you. Uh, Everybody have a safe and happy holiday. Yep, 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 yep. No. Call your people. Make sure they all right. Yep, yep, yep. You know, eat good. Don't do too much drinking. And if you drink, you know, stay off the fucking roads. Yeah, watch some old school Christmas TV shows like Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. You know, get that old Christmas spirit in life. Throw on the Temptations. Sing Silent Night real loud. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> and that's about it. And as always, I close my holiday shows this year with saying, hey, look, this is the time for situational depression and depression in general. The holidays does not mean everybody's okay. Like Two Guns said, make a phone call. You know, call your people. Make sure everybody's doing all right. And not just, are you good? And they say, yeah, and you're over with the conversation. Make sure that these people are all right, man, because, you know, you want to see these people in 2020. Yeah, just call just call somebody and talk about funny stories from back in the day. Word. Be, you know? That's what being too gun do. Yeah. Yeah, life is too short, man. And I don't want anybody being like, damn, I was just with this person yesterday. You know, because when you think about fun times from back in the day, it makes the day feel better because you get good memories, you know? Exactly. You have happy thoughts. You can fly like Peter Pan. <laughs> Word. <laughs> You know, or you could take some of Two Guns Tree and yeah, that too. <laughs> Word. <laughs> but other than that, I'm Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony. This has been Digging Two Guns News and Views, and y'all have a great night. Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers.
Die Hard, also with Christmas music, a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Word. I'll let you, bro. Peace.